This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is coming along to 5.39. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And now for today on Twitter, an argument for why women should continue to work after marriage. Now, this is... If you're trawling through Twitter, you will encounter something in relation to this today. I've been seeing it pop up all over the place. Um, And it began, or at least the tweet we're choosing to highlight as it beginning with, uh, comes via Pia, who says, Men who want housewives should leave the career girlies alone. Don't ask them to quit halfway. When there are financial problems, then suddenly the wife is accused of leeching. Not all men, but like that lah. And uh, one of the responses that I think lays out perhaps where we're at is uh, from Shah, who says, Unpopular and unrealistic opinion. I think the wife should continue working after getting married unless the husband can provide, one, a fully paid house, two, insurance coverage of 500k, three, a fully paid car, and four, a 12-month salary as cash savings in FD or ASB, just in case anything happens, like death or permanent disability. It's not easy to get back into the working life once you stop, especially when you have children. So... I think what Shah is quite sensitive to, not true of all men, but what Shah is sensitive to, assuming Shah is a man, uh, is that uh, the, the, the problem of women not working is they become economically vulnerable, right? And so he's trying to address that by saying, secure all those things, the house, the insurance, the, you know, everything, so that in the event that the man dies, the husband dies, the, a woman is provided for. Yes. And that even if she does decide to go back to work, it's not, um, it's not, compa- uh, it's not something that she needs to do urgently, immediately. Otherwise, you know, she and the children are going to be living on the streets in penury. Okay, so there are a few things here, right? Um, there is, a, there are a few different ways to have this conversation. One is the practical. Um, there's just a practical sense of maybe. Maybe when people get married, um, you know, we always see this kind of push and pull about ultimately who's going to care for the children, um, whether in some capacity or another, something has to give. Um, we've seen that happen over and over again, that it is often the women who choose to give up their careers, or it's not even a choice sometimes, who have to give up their careers and end up staying at home taking care of the kids. So there are practical things which um, Shah's list reflects. Make sure that if anything, if you are the sole provider, the sole financial provider for your family and you're a man, make sure that your wife is provided for. So that's practical. There's also a mindset thing, right? Because the original tweet uh, from Pia is men who want housewives should leave career women alone. And I think that speaks to a mindset that, I've said this before, my mother... um, my mother worked. My mother uh, was working when she met my father. She worked through her pregnancy. She she worked as I was growing up. So I've actually never known that mindset because it's it's completely alien to me. Um, but I am wondering how many whether we're still kind of living in an age where women are expected to stop working um, once they get married, or whether that's something women expect to to do. Yeah, it's interesting because it's quite triggering. I mean, what's triggering in the um, sentiment that Pierre's responding to is not just the question of male privilege, but the male prerogative, the idea that men, once they become husbands, can make a legitimate demand for their wives to give up their careers. I mean, that is that is a question of power. That is a question of power. Uh, that's a, a power dynamic that 
many think we should leave some, and I think perhaps even more thinks we sh- we shouldn't. But um, you know, we live in an age where, and I I know for you know not on a theoretical level, but on a real lived level, friends, couples, where they're house husbands, where the for whatever decision making, you know, whatever reasons, the men stay at home, look after the children, mm. and are not the major breadwinner. So they might work intermittently, but they've taken that position. And it's a negotiation between husband and wife. And it's not shameful, which is something that men sometimes feel they need to deal with in the way that women who decide to be housewives don't have to deal with in quite the same way. So um, this point about looking for a certain type of partner or trying to decide on what that partnership should look like is coming through in the tweets as well. Because uh, AFS, for example, says, also men who can't lower their ego by marrying a career woman, leave them alone. Marry someone who dislikes working, who aspires to stay at home. Don't marry a a career woman with the intention of confining her to the house. Bambino, meanwhile, says, wanting a full-time housewife isn't the kind of idea men should rub in all women's faces. If you're planning on having a housewife. Don't approach a career-oriented woman and expect them to leave their job just to fit the idea of a life partner you dream of having. Now, um, I I think this is really interesting because what you highlighted, Sherrod, is sort of the ongoing negotiations that real people have in real relationships. But there is also the aspirational thing, right? Like when when you're younger and you think, when I grow up, I'm going to get married. And then after I get married, what is that going to look like? And I think what some of these tweets are highlighting is that those things can look very different for for different people. There may be some men who are specifically imagining that once I get married, I will have somebody at home all the time. That's what I want. Similarly, there might also be women who think once I get married, I'd like to stay at home and not work. But there are also people who are entirely opposite. It's interesting to me that people think of it in those terms of, of it being, what do I want after, as opposed to just, I'm looking for somebody who's kind, you know, <laughs> looking at traits. Yeah, so I have a dirty little secret I want to share with you, Lynn. Oh. Yes. Um, I have watched Indian matchmaking. And, and Jewish, Jewish matchmaking. matchmaking. I was going to I was gonna say that. That's, That's not a, a secret. Deal, that I mean, is, I know it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Uh, but the... In that, you get people um, articulating their desires, not just about themselves. I mean, primarily, it's about what they want the other person to be. And it's very interesting because people do have lists. People do have expectations. The question, and this is the wise matchmaker coming into the picture and saying, well, you can't get 100% of what you want, right? If you get 80%, you get 70 yes, he might be bald, but look at all the other positives. Okay, but... Um, but career is very important. Yes, money. I think money and career, when people are joining their lives, uh, tend to outweigh things like potentially baldness, you know, um, where, well, where it has... Well, not for some. I know one, <laughs> what, what could have been a really good relationship that ended uh, because somebody wanted a man with a top knot. Okay, to be clear, when you say, I know, you're referring to a TV couple, yes? Yes, a, a TV <laughs> couple. I mean, Bobby, I think, was it uh, Bobby Siegel, right? The, the math, uh, you know, kind of uh, educationist who, who was dropped by a woman who wanted a man with a... He no, wasn't even bald. Old, he just didn't have a top knot. Okay, I'm just telling you, it gets as serious as this on Indian matchmaking. Okay, 
I'm waiting for you to bring the point home regarding housewives. Go on, connect it. Well, the, the point is... You're talking about couples getting into a life situation, making demands of each other, right? Mm. So even if Shah is right, you can guarantee the security. There is something that Shah doesn't recognize, I think, or in the in the mix, which is that for many people, men and women, work is self-actualizing. It's about being your own person, right? Being a housewife, no, uh, no way diminishes the, the role of housewife, is in many ways to subordinate your personality to the larger family, to the children, to, uh, to their interests, especially the children. To the yeah, household, old. yeah. Yeah. And that is very uh, difficult, both for men and for women. I would just say, it's definitely more difficult for men in our culture and it's still a struggle for the modern woman who's now told they can do both apparently without you know suffering a psychic breakdown and so i i, I think it's we are in a very interesting thing i mean this tweet and these discussions open up um, a whole kind of ocean of possibilities when it comes to what modern life actually demands of us. So that's what we're talking about today in the context of marriage and housewives, or rather um, the perception, the mindset that once two people get married, a woman should or can stop working. And we're asking you, do you think that these sorts of gender dynamics still apply? The notion of um, somebody having to stop working and that somebody often being the wife, um, the wife or the female part of the equation. Let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free, Malaysia. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.52 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And on today on Twitter, it's a discussion about why women should continue to work after marriage. And it's a few different things. I mean, it's a practical conversation, but it's also a sort of philosophical mindset conversation about whether the about gender dynamics, how they play into work, how they play into building a household. Um, and this comes from a tweet that says, men who want housewives should leave the career girlies alone. Don't just ask them to quit. Um, but let us know, do you think these sorts of gender dynamics still apply? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note at 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So um, we have a series of people all saying, that they would love to be the house husband. I, I'm just going to note that right now, based on the messages, I don't think we have any women messaging in. So um, if you are a woman and listening to us, let us know what you think, because right now it's the guys uh, who are having a say. So Andrew, Ahwat and Jason all essentially say, fine with being a house husband. Andrew says, I don't mind if my wife works, works and feeds the family. I'll be happy to stay home. Ahwad says, I'm happy to be a house husband. If my wife has better career options, I would be happy to do that. Jason says, as a man, I would love to stay home and let my wife go to work and be the breadwinner. What's the issue? So Andrew, Ahwat and Jason, do you imagine staying home to consist of watching your favorite shows, uh, lounging about, you know, um, in your shorts and basically having a great time? Or is staying at home essentially uh, the cleaning, the washing, the prep of food, uh, the child minding? I'm sorry, 
I sound like I'm lectury, but you know, they, I think sometimes we have a fantasy about what the other side does, right? So to be fair, every time we have spoken about something approaching this topic, we get a lot of messages from um, from would-be house husbands, you know, saying that they would love to do that. And in all fairness, um, in all fairness, they are often closer, not to the shorts watching, shorts TV watching person. They're closer to MZ who says, my wife and I manage our finances in a frugal way. We fully paid off our cars. We live in a mid-income housing area. We have no other major loans to pay. We're also on track to ensure that our and our kids' futures are secure. Our plan is either of us can stop working so long as we see a good career for ourselves. I have no problems being a house husband. I can cook, wash and care for the kids. Yeah, I mean, so okay, I didn't mean to diminish, you know, Ahwad, uh, Andrew and uh, Jason, but you know the you know uh, we do have as men have to reflect on what our privileges and what we are maybe blind to, right? And I you know I, I speak as somebody who doesn't have children that wasn't married uh, hasn't been married and and so I don't quite understand the negotiations. But from afar, it does seem like the kids is in particular the care of the kids is a particularly uh, complex task. And uh, the men I know who are house husbands, you know, I think they do as much as they can to fulfill that role. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, if there are tensions about this or there, there's a feeling of regret from women who are, who are working, is that they're missing out on the upbringing of the children. And I think that's really weird because it's not about labor. It's a special kind of labor with children. So why says, I wonder why this is a stereotyped view of it being a male issue of wanting the wife to stay home. Prior to tying the knot, all of this should be thoroughly discussed as either being a shared responsibility or consensus, uh, whether one of the spouse should be the one playing a bigger role at home compared to the other. I would think an equal and shared responsibility would be ideal. Both the spouses should put aside bias that men should be the only breadwinner bringing home the dough. So um, why I think that just in fairness to the original point of the conversation, I maybe this undermines our entire segment today on Twitter. It's not where we go for nuanced conversation. <laughs> you know, let's be real. I, I have no idea whether these um, the the people tweeting about this all necessarily have a stereotypical view. It is true that the women on that thread were approaching it from a women-centric perspective, the men from a men-centric perspective. I don't think that's unique. But to your point, I agree that it should be discussed. I think, though, that, uh, and this was something you said earlier, Sharad, that maybe some amount of flexibility is important, which I think why you're, you're also kind of getting at. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually also know couples. So I know the house husbands who have been house husbands for a couple of decades. I also know people, uh, couples where it's flipped. So somebody has been the breadwinner for a period, for a long, a substantial period, and then it flips over. And it often is a question of opportunities and when they discuss it. But you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, what a, in a marriage situation, if the negotiations are so cut and dry, if they're simply pragmatic, uh, you know, and then you just you stack up the pros and cons and, and you make the, the calculation at the end of the day, or has it to do with your investment in your work? How much pride or um, feeling of self-actualization you get from doing work? And so... Work might mean very different for different three people. By the way, Jason, Andrew and Ahwat all got back in touch to say that, yes, Sharad, they are aware of what staying at home means, so they're fine. All right? Are you good? <laughs> I'm good. Um, but, Sorry, Jason, Andrew and Ahwat. <laughs> but I think that Predith, um, 
Predith gets at the heart of it, at least for me. Predith says, um, we're a newly married couple, living in KL, we're both working, we hardly have time for each other. We both can't help to worry how we will handle children when the time comes. Modern life is so hectic, it's so demanding. Yeah, I I sympathize. Because, yeah, me too. Yeah, because if you think it's going to give, and in Malaysia, you're still, we're so lucky that the, the cost of care for children, if it's outsourced, is still reasonable. In many other countries in, de- in the developing world or the developed world, uh, the cost of care would be so prohibitive that in fact, if you go out and work and you've got somebody to replace you at home, you're essentially working to pay for that care at home. And that becomes another problem. Mm. And I think also in some ways this topic of whether someone can stop working once they get married is quite privileged in that many couples likely cannot afford to do so. So it's it's a moot point. But anyways, uh, let us know what you think. Do these sorts of gender dynamics still apply when we're talking about people, you know, being a housewife or a house husband necessarily, who should bear the brunt of that, whether women should stop working, so on and so forth. You can call us, send us a voice note and tweet us. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You've been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.